0: So, we are going to get into it.
1: I'm going to get out of it.
0: You're going to get out of it? This is your episode. You have to stay in it.
1: You're in. No, I'm not. Yeah,
0: you're in. You You guys watched it. You're deeper in than anyone else. (laughs) You're you're like inside the internet. That's how in you are.
1: I am inside the internet. I'm part of the internet. Get out of the internet.
2: What are you doing? hmm.
1: Yeah. I've got my robot fucker button right here.
0: (laughs) That's a good button.
1: It's they had, um,
0: button. when we were at a uh, Retro World Expo, there was an artist who was selling monster fucker buttons and license plates. And I was, I liked License plate's
2: I, a big statement.
0: It was, it is a very big statement. It was like a, it's a real, like, heavy call out there to, 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 like, put that on your car. And I, I'm thinking about all this stuff. And, like, I really did like their art. I want to say that I got License a,
1: plates or bumper stickers?
0: They license, like, license plate frames, right? Oh, okay. Um, I think they did have bumper stickers
2: But too. also, yeah, instead of registering my car, I just want to want it to say monster fucker. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> the, see, the California DMV would not let you do that. Or maybe they would. Maybe that would be one of the weird ones they let through. Even though they say uh uh somebody's like uh you know, my grandfather's name was uh was Bertie, and so I would like to get Bertie as oh, the thing on the car. It's like, mmm, Bertie could be drug slang denied it's like no monster no explanation was my grandfather's last name monster fucker yes my grandfather's last name was monster monster it was please. my call sign he, <laughs> he flew for the uh the airport please oh that, please. that might have
1: been the same person who I got. mr
0: Monsterfucker was my father please just call <laughs> me monster fucker,
2: monster fucker jr
0: <laughs> the esteemed monster fucker the third Welcome, everyone, to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, Cyber Timber. The show where we do something different every single week, and we hack into the net to reveal the truth behind these cyber crimes. This week, we watched Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence, a movie that is not the same as Ghost in the Shell 2.0. Which is, you have to do a lot of work to try and figure that out, according to some databases. Uh, But... I could say that truly the fault is perhaps on the creator for naming two different movies Ghost in the Shell 2. Maybe that shouldn't have been done, you know? It's a commentary. The
1: other one is Ghost in the Shell 2.0, Uh huh. and it's just the first Ghost in the Shell. I know what it is. Okay.
0: But what I'm saying is that 2.0 and 2 are the same number, correct? No. No? No. All right, all right. Hold on. 2.0
1: is is the number that... Uh Uh-huh. ...uh... Software developers use. So yeah. it sounds um, more cool. And, and two? two? is is um, a, a sequel number. to your
0: movie. Yeah, the uh-huh.
1: sequel to your movie. All right, but it is two. 2.0 is a different number than two. All right. One one has a decimal. You're talking about the, the vibes here, place.
2: right? Because well, one, you're one of them not has a colon in, in the
0: title and the other one doesn't. Yeah. All right, I have here with me some of my favorite 3D objects in a 2D movie. Oh. I have. Creepy-looking 3D seagull. That's Alex. Whoa. Squawk. (laughs) Squawk. I have a distractingly detailed doorbell. That's Seb. (laughs) That was really
1: good. Before we get farther, um, Jake, if you're listening to this, do not call me out on my monster fucker pin or my robot fucker pin. I don't have the monster fucker pin. Maybe I should get one. Don't talk to me about about my pin.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, I didn't have to leave that in, but now I do because right in the middle of the intro, yeah. I could have just as easily cut that out. If you don't want people to know about
2: your uh, robot fucker well, pin, I don't well, have thing, to leave no, it no, in. No, no, no,
1: no, no, it's fine. We don't people have to bare our souls
2: it. here. Well, one they thing just that we, we do
1: about it at work.
2: We don't usually bring this up on the show, but uh, every episode we all have to uh, ask our bosses not to mention something we said on the show.
0: Right. I'm wearing the big roller coaster fucker pin, but nobody's talking about it, and that's <laughs> fine. I feel like that's completely fine.
2: I'm just a fucker.
1: <laughs> fucker fucker
0: fucker fucker um, <clears throat> I am your host uh, glass of water used as an impromptu ashtray Nick at least I oh, thought it was water so it kind of looked like tea by yeah. the end <laughs> but I assumed that gross. was just because she had put out so many know. cigarettes in it
1: I think so it was gross that was
0: nasty <laughs> the, this movie really lets you revel in the little just dirty disgusting details of this world grime yes we we talked it two weeks ago we talked about the grime on our uh on our votoms episode i'm really happy with how that turned out and this movie does such a good job at emphasizing really uh that ethos like the the just the griminess of us of the cyber future and just how just fucking dirty and gross everything is you just want to take like a like a wet napkin and just like run it along the side of the entire Mm -hmm. surface of this movie um,
1: it's got that, like, mid-2000s grunge brush all oh, over
0: it. Oh, um, I wrote this down, the specifically with Photoshop you in mind, Seb. Um, yeah. This movie looks like a Winamp skin.
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: The, especially <laughs> the, the, the GUI, like the overlay on this, yeah. the eye, like
2: the <laughs> yeah. cyber
0: eye. Uh-huh. Like, when Bato like is that. targeting people. And granted, this, this movie, what, came out in two, 2004? Like those yellow circles, so, 2004. Or, 2004. Or, or orangey yeah. circles. So that's the, maybe really there was just something in the water at the time. Like, that's the exact right era for you to have mm-hmm. uh, th- a movie look like this. It's like, what does a computer look like? It's it's orange. Great. Got it. Perfect. Yeah. Print it. Um, but Seb, you had an idea for a first segment.
1: Yeah. Um, so at the end of the first Ghost in the Shell movie, um, our main character, Motoko Kusunagi, mm-hmm. um, turns into the internet. Um, basically, Absolutely. she's a, she's, she's a cyborg person who, Pretty much totally has a robot body mm-hmm. and she connects to the internet and she goes in and she never comes back and she disappears um and first movie this really movie...
0: gets into the puppet master being a creature that is digital only that does not yeah. have any kind of body or outside and is created by the combination of digital information like Mm -hmm. being a being of the internet and it's like doesn't that sound cool motoko don't you think that sounds cool to
3: live in computer wouldn't you like
0: to be in the computer the government owns your hair the government owns your body your brain your memories wouldn't you like to go to a place where the government can't own Mm -hmm. shit huh come become a cyber libertarian with me motoko Motoko become
2: internet
0: become internet and much goes like absolutely and just dives right in and uh she briefly talks in this film about how nice that is like i love being
1: well she, she basically she says I don't have feelings anymore.
0: <laughs> to some people, I'm sure that sounds great.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, she didn't really like having feelings in the first movie. No. She was confused Huge all the time departure about, from the, yeah. the
0: manga Motoko.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, so the, um, the manga versus the anime, the, the mm-hmm. standalone complex anime versus the anime movies, mm-hmm. totally, completely all of them totally different. It, it's crazy. So, if you want, like, if you don't like one Ghost in the Shell thing, watch another one, mm. um, but uh, or read another mm-hmm. one if it's the manga. But um, so, I wanted to ask you guys, what are the pros and cons of becoming the internet or um, living inside of the internet, assimilating with it? All right, we. I think what we want to. I think we want to flip flop
0: back and forth. We'll 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 do a okay. we'll do a pro and then a con. So yeah. So Alex, okay. give me your first pro. What do you think is a pro being the internet?
2: Our first pro is that you'll always have the
0: lowest ping on the server. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, I that, you're you're thinking pretty small, but that's like honestly a pretty good thing. Yeah.
1: So we're we're assuming that you're all over the internet and you're not hosted Your in omni, one particular. Omnipres.
0: Yeah. So Your omnipresent. You, okay. There's no one that's going to be too far away from you. To yeah. so like mm. you know it's like oh man uh in in street fighter it's like oh man i'm up against a brazilian ken i'm never going to be able to catch this guy he's teleporting all over the screen but you'd always have a good connection with that guy yeah this guy is using uh the 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 other thing they would say is mcdonald's wi-fi but it doesn't matter if you're right next to him if you're right next to him it'll be fine it's like you're in the same room
3: right
2: in the mcdonald's with him
0: yeah yeah, right in the mcdonald's with him it's like (laughs) it's like you're playing ds download play with this guy that's pretty good
2: yeah that's true
0: all right, I want to give a, a con, which is that yeah, you are forced to read everybody's stupid bullshit.
2: You always have. You have, have to. You, have to. You're, you are it. Yeah, you cannot. <laughs> the the classic defense You can't log off.
3: The classic
0: defense, know about defense of bunker. if a post makes you mad is turn your monitor off. You know, like uh, like yeah. look away from the screen. Do something else. Go read a book. It's like, but if you're if Stop you are it, the internet, get some help. they're posting it on you. So you you gotta oh. you know. When some it's
1: all over me. When
0: some fucking baby says that rattles aren't as good as they used to be, you have to read that. You they aren't. aren't. <laughs> I don't have to hear this. <laughs> I agree. I, I, can, I can turn off my computer right now. I don't have to listen to Alex, but if you were the yeah. internet, you would have you would be forced to listen to this. You'd be forced to listen to somebody's uh, opinion about how uh movies weren't good until 2008 when Iron Man came out. Oh. You just got to listen to that. It's it's not They're that's right. to also you. true. I also hear that. <laughs> And you have to listen to Alex agreeing with all of these. It's just describing me. Yeah, I'm describing Alex's (laughs) posts. I don't have to, I don't have to, right now, I don't have to read Alex's posts. Nobody's going to force me to do it. Not even Alex. But if I were the internet, there would be no way around it. You, would yeah, just be you to look grass. At you'd be you'd you'd be forced to look at all the YouTube shorts for all eternity, and all the no. people who get <laughs> all <laughs> the people who get fake. Uh, who they buy a rock and they because they think there's gems in it, oh, but there's no, no gems in
2: it. It's marble. It's always marble. <laughs> this is a reference is something that me and Nick did in real life over the weekend. So <laughs> yeah, as a really? brief explainer,
0: uh, after Stupid. we finished watching the David Fincher movie The Game, which was quite good. Um, Uh, We do the thing that I usually do after I uh, am finished watching a movie because Alex is over my house, and uh, we watched a long video of curated YouTube shorts that was just. Most of them were people making sandwiches at McDonald's and talking about how McDonald's was okay, even though they were
2: truly they've drank the Kool-Aid. They're like, I've worked (laughs) at
0: McDonald's since I
2: was eight years old. It's the best place to work. Like some some really insane shit while
0: they put together a McChicken, and that was like every other video. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another video about, uh, hey man, you ordered some games for me, so I'm gonna throw in some extra stuff for free. And it's a guy at a retro game store, and he's like throwing in like the most dog shit. Trek, Disney Shrek on Game Boy, yeah. <laughs> Incredibles on Game Boy Advance. Just like the, the, he's like, here's a special treat for me to you. And he just throws in the worst game you've ever heard of.
2: But yes, you're right. If you were inside the internet, you'd always have to be subjected to this stuff. You would not be able to turn it off.
0: Uh, Seb, why don't your you TikTok give me a pro? TikTok robot lady would be your best friend. No. Yeah, I mean, okay.
1: so, so alternatively. If you are the internet, you can shut off other people's internet. You can block them from the internet.
0: Mm, you can stop the access for you certain people. You can smite them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you can smite people off of the internet, and then they won't post shit posts no on you anymore. No computer
0: for you. That's a banhammer. Yeah, it's like just wow. like cosmic. Yeah,
1: you become the banhammer. Yeah, cosmic banhammer.
0: Mm. Alex, what are we thinking about a con? Mm,
1: I think
2: if you became the internet. You couldn't jerk off anymore, right? No, you have all this but porn, but you, you but you wouldn't do want anything.
0: it. It's yeah. it's the like you
1: know you wouldn't have to.
0: It's the it's like well you wouldn't have to, but people jerk off for the <laughs> love. People jerk off for the love of the game. You wouldn't have to jerk so.
2: off anymore. It's like oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you wouldn't have to, and you wouldn't feel like it. Yes, but know. some
2: people
0: I, think think I, would. Think I would. Some people anymore. think that that is the problem, though. I think. If it's I a, didn't have a digital it, dick, I wouldn't be able to jack when my you, <laughs> robotic cock. When you think of it's whether or not you think of biological needs as something that need to be transcended or something that are a part of enjoying like yourself. Like people, yeah. people enjoy a nice nap. My Maka- coach says enjoy this in the movie. Sandwich, she doesn't, yes. she doesn't feel anymore. Yeah,
2: that would be bad. And, and I'm translating movie, that to mean
0: that I wouldn't get to jerk off anymore. And the first movie, even though she weighs like a hundred thousand pounds or whatever, she goes scuba diving anyway. And Bato's like, isn't that dangerous? And she's like, I like feeling the water. And it's uh, those are the kind of things that you lose when you become the internet. Yeah. Uh, now. I don't know.
1: As like, I think there must be like a digital equivalent of jacking off.
0: You, I don't think so. Yeah. I feel like when you, you would get lose the like, feeling, right?
2: When you get a favorite. <laughs>
0: But you're, you're not posting. You're being posted on. So it oh, is it like man. when a post goes viral, you get a, you get a, like a little pleasure hit or wow. something?
2: I don't know about that.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Um, Got to be something. I
0: All right. think there's no pleasure to be had on being connected to the internet. <laughs> All right. Well, I think a pro being connected to the internet or being the internet is that you instantly know who's right in any argument. Any argument that's about a fact that can be disputed, you just have all the data right there. There's uh, no, you could, could there's so dead much anymore. wrong
1: information on the internet, wouldn't you You get confused, or would you be able to to differentiate? Well, I guess you would question. have access to all the scholarly articles and shit, mm-hmm. so you can kind of, but
2: who believes scientists anymore? Yeah,
0: but yeah. I mean, you know, I could, re- I could uh, release my graduate thesis on about how water isn't wet tomorrow. You know, if that once that information gets put well, out there, have, you have to contend with have it. have to read it, yes. and you'd have to know about so,
1: it. And you can control the information.
0: That's right. Mm. This is also the plot yeah. to Metal Gear Solid 2, which would be a great cyber oh. timber bit. Uh, yeah. mm. I was thinking about that a lot, actually, when they were just, uh, during this movie, when they were just saying quotes from the Bible to each other. I was like, wow, God. this reminds me of something.
1: Mamoru Oshii <laughs> and fucking... Um, Hideo Kojima kido kojima should be best friends
0: they i bet you if i go through his twitter right now i'm going to find a, a post from kojima where he's like hanging out with mamaru oshi my best friend <laughs> 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 uh but yeah that's my that's my con uh oh no that was my pro i was i was supposed to say something good i tried to say something good uh <laughs> seb give me a con a con um
1: Hmm. Sorry, I went to look for um, no, you don't uh, need Oshii at, and uh, and Hideo Kojima. Um, hmm. If I were the internet, the good thing about the internet is I could archive the internet. You can I you can save back it up the, the whole internet. You could
2: save datas. Mm.
1: Yeah, I could save all the data. Where do and you back it up shit. to? I would back it up to my internet brain.
0: All right,
2: I would. Where's
1: uh, that stored? Dog? On the cloud. Huh? Yeah. Well, Where's
2: it stored on the cloud?
1: I am the cloud.
2: You're the cloud.
1: I am the cloud.
0: I get
2: to.
1: I'm in space. I. I. Oh, you could be in space.
0: Yeah, you could just travel right up there. All the signals go up there yeah, anyway. You could, you could hang out space, on a satellite. Yeah. You could make it seventeen seventy seven six.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could be watching football in in the year 1777-6 and then all the other robots would, all the other like satellites will explain it to me. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to be watching the, the Dolphins game from Sunday where they uh, scored 70 points in a single game, which hasn't happened since like the 60s. That's many. That's a lot. It was Sport. Uh But no, I would rather be watching Ghost in the Show, which is good. Uh, I uh, So another pro.
2: <laughs> Seb is holding the phone up to the, the screen.
0: Mamoru Oshi was going it. to appear in Death Stranding. That's what it says. Oh. Well, but he didn't, though. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so I think
2: Sam, that... this reminds me of Makoto. <laughs> <laughs> Makoto. we're
0: connecting ourselves. <laughs> we're connecting ourselves to the internet.
1: <laughs> Ghost in the shell. Ghost
2: in the shell is a lot like Strands,
0: Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam,
2: Damn, i'm
1: going to need you to, need you to make
0: sure you download the correct version of this film it's not ghost in the <laughs> shell 2.0 oh, it's ghost in the shell 2. those are different innocence uh who does guillermo de toro's voice in that in that game i gotta remember I that know. uh the rest of the voice cast is so good i was thinking about that recently because i have been thinking in the new mortal kombat came out right and megan fox is one of the voices um she's the voice of nitara the vampire but she doesn't do all of it. She doesn't do like the grunts and scream and like the attack the, the attack noises. She only does like the voice dialogue. When yeah, and get her in the booth
2: for for that.
0: There, it's like, hey, can you act like you're being punched? And she's like, sorry, I'm already gone. I'm in the wind. You, you are not. You will never catch me. And it's like, all right, get Christina V in here to do the the hit noises. And, but it's funny because her voice like completely changes when she's in and out of battle. Basically, huh? She sounds completely dead inside when she's doing regular uh speech um but then once yeah. she's in a battle she sounds very animated which could just be like a thing but you could choose to make that a commentary about vampires or whatever but it's just a funny thing to see so that made me think about death stranding again where hideo kojima bothered to get like pretty damn good performances out of these actors and actresses yeah oh my god that's my so favorite, funny. My favorite like sleepy
2: that. celebrity in a video game is uh Fucking Dinklage in Destiny 1 has some of the most hilarious fucking shitty lines. Doesn't he say that there's a wizard on the moon? That wizard came from the moon. That wizard came
0: from the moon. I wish somebody would pay me to say that. I guess in a way our listeners are paying me to say that. That wizard came from the moon. Do we got any more internet pros and cons, or are we are we moving on from this?
1: No, I think we got no, it. I, I don't think the internet has any more good things about it.
0: Oh uh, well, all right. Well, I think that that's uh, pretty much summed up. We uh, we only got like 15 minutes of conversation out of the thing that Motoko debates the entire first movie about whether or not she's going to do. So we have moved forward, and after this brief break, we will be t- discussing Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence, not 2.0. Yeah.
3: The traitor killed the owner a few minutes ago at the first crime scene, then ran off and was called in anonymously. At the second crime scene down that back alley, two cops were ambushed and killed.
0: We'll storm in there in a couple of minutes.
1: What do you know about all this? I know that Locus Solus invented some sort of gynoid that goes berserk and kills their owners and that the company's recalling all the prototypes.
3: Why Section 9 is involved in all of this?
2: Because terrorism is a possible motive in this case, we need to determine if Section 9 needs to get involved in it or not. Help me.
3: Please help me.
1: Humans are different than robots. But such a belief is nothing more than simply acknowledging that.
3: So, where should we start? She killed three people. I wonder why humans are so obsessed with creating robots that resemble them. It's been a long time, Major. alone, feelingly silly with very few issues.
2: back in.
0: Yep. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Please Don't Listen to This. Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week. Uh, this week, we watched Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence for Cyber Timber. Seb, why don't you walk us through uh, a little bit of your history with Ghost in the Shell and tell us uh, why you picked this movie.
1: Um. So this movie is the sequel to 1995's. Mm. Um, I think I kept saying 1997 last time. It's um, only 1995's... when it came out for us, right? Maybe. Um. Anyway, Ghost in the Shell, the um first anime movie. Now this series comes out of a um a manga series, which is like completely totally different. Um, called by uh, Masamune Shiro, um or Shiro Masamune, and um. It's basically about a future where um like people are mostly kind of like half half cyborg, half robot um and uh everybody can jack into the internet um you can jack whenever <laughs> they want. <laughs> yeah. Uh stuff like that um and it follows a um like a special police detective type of person, um, Motoko Kusanagi, the major, the major hmm. and oh. her team in Section 9. Um, they investigate like crime, cyber crime, robot crime, that kind of thing. Future um, crimes, various. Future crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, All kinds of cyber
0: robo timber stuff.
1: Yep. Uh, and the the um, manga is, is a little bit more lighthearted and fun. It's very goofy. Um, and Motoko has a lot more yeah. sex. Oh, yeah. No. Motoko is a happier person in yeah. the manga. She's it's not like, the kind of person far. who would
0: upload her brain to a robot because she enjoys being alive a lot more.
1: Yeah, she has a fucking... Like, it's not like a boathouse, but it, it's like by the shore and she has a bunch of friends she just hangs out with. And she does not have that... Also. Anywhere else. Just in a
0: personal <laughs> aesthetic thing. They gave her really puffy hair in the manga, which I love as a design oh, choice. Oh, this is from like the 80s. Yeah. It's the. It's the, 80s, it's the incredibly fluffy so. 80s anime hair. It's like a Tenchi Muyo haircut.
1: Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, did he do Pat Labor? No, he did, he did else. one of them. Appleseed. Appleseed.
2: Uh, Amoroshi, the
1: director of this film? Yeah. Or the first no, 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 yeah. no, no. He directed um, this Shiro. one. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also I'm, I'm talking one? about. Um, what Asumune are you trying shiro, to get? The, the manga
0: shiro the, oh, the ma- manga. shiro the mangaka did the thing that yeah. seb was talking about oshi the director of this film is who you and i were talking about yeah
1: oh sorry yeah yeah. yeah. okay he also um, directed
0: the pat labor movie which is also much more serious than the manga
2: or
0: the and it also has a sequel that goes wildly off the rails from its original also done by oshi
1: um, okay, so, so the first movie, basically, we follow Motoko, um, and she's like, why am I here? Why am I robot? Am I really me if I am robot and the government owns my whole body? I, because they basically gave her the cyborg body. I'm so ghost in the shell. She's the Help. ghost in the shell. Help. Um, basically, they, they kind of use ghost to mean soul, but it's not really a soul. Your consciousness. It's kind of... It's the consciousness, the essence of a person, their sentience. Um, and uh, th- they go in- into all that kind of thing in the first movie. And in the end, she ends up uploading herself and becoming one with the internet, kind of, yeah. um, and disappearing forever. Um, and then in 2004, Mamoru, Mamoru Oshii came out with um, the second movie of this, not to be confused with ghost in the shell 2.0 which is when he went george lucas and decided to redo a bunch of shit with cg Mm -hmm. um instead of the 2d animation i don't know if you saw Um, the same interview i
0: did but he literally brings up shrek when he talks about it
2: i wanted this movie to look more like shrek
0: he said hollywood is doing more things like shrek but 3d only does not interest me i am interested in how these things are mixed together but it's so funny that he mentioned shrek immediately to me Just the just the idea of uh, Mamoru Oshii sitting in the theater watching Shrek and being like, "I see, the art form is moving Ah, on, leaving old men like me behind." Somebody (laughs) once told me,
1: (laughs) "Rip, Um, (laughs) donkey, donkey, get out of my swamp!" (laughs) Download
2: Um, yourself to the internet, (laughs) right?
1: Um, yeah. So he, uh, oh, it's a kitty cat. Hi, B. You're looking at you got distracted by your own
0: cat and your own (laughs) camera. The
1: people on the (laughs) recording
2: can't see the cat.
1: I'm sorry. Um, They can't see me either, but I'm talking. Um,
2: The cat's not talking. He could. He could. I believe you on that one. He
1: yells a lot. Um, Anyway, so, okay. So, Mato Oshii did this um, in between the first movie and this movie, um, the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex um, TV series, which is wildly popular. It's my favorite Um,
0: part of the franchise, I think. I love that wow. I, I, I it's love the really movie. I love it. That's
1: good. my second favorite part of the franchise. <laughs> um so uh yeah the the first movie was like a complete hit. Like it was one of the things that sold um anime to mm-hmm. the west to to America. And um, a big influence for this
2: cyberpunk genre in general. Like mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, especially for the Matrix like the Wachowski's quote that Yeah, it definitely did a lot Um, to
2: popularize the look and feel of a cyber world.
1: Yeah. Uh, So Mamoru Oshii, I watched the special features on this DVD. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I own the DVD. I hadn't watched it before because I was scared to. (laughs) Because, like, so much, uh, like, everything that's come out after Standalone Complex, like, I have not... Heard good things about um, like a rise and the new. You have series. to kind of pick and
2: choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like,
1: yeah.
2: it's a series that they've done a lot of bad stuff with.
1: Because mm-hmm. <laughs> because Shiro, he he just he doesn't care. He's like he he's, he just is glad that his stuff is getting yeah. made. Um, but uh, so he says Shiro, uh, not Shiro. Um, Oshi says in the interview, he's like, I wanted to make a movie about dolls. Um, and then he just goes into all this. Boy, is like, it? Hmm. So, if, if you listen to this man, he is so far up his own ass <laughs> all the time. Absolutely all the time. He talks in riddles. Um, <laughs> it's really um, frustrating, almost, how, how much he's like that. Um, almost. Well, his works I, are
2: often like that, also. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Especially this one. Uh, so, yeah, he just wanted to make a movie about dolls, and he did. Um this movie follows Bato, who was um, Major Motoko Kusanagi's partner. Yeah. Um, so, like,
2: the second second yeah, main absolutely. guy.
1: Yeah. So, he, he's kind of a deuterogonist in the first one, but really, it's Motoko is, is the protagonist. Yeah. It's not really um, his story
3: in the
0: first no. movie. This one is this, more this about one, him, Yeah. This I one think. is his story. It's, he's the one who's yeah. kind of... I mean, him and Tokusa. Tokusa gets, like, almost as much uh, speaking and, like, focus... Even though we don't really see his family outside of the last scene. He's, yeah. It made me yeah. wonder if I mean, they were going to do a Columbo article, thing like, where it's like, hey, time. do you really have a family or is it just something you talk about? <laughs> you just always talk about it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like a, like Columbo with his wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it follows Bato. He's obviously upset and angry that Motoko still hasn't come back, but he's convinced she's still around in the internet somewhere. Um, there is a series of murders by, um, they call them gynoids, which is basically female robots made for, um, naughty purposes. Um, and they're selling, like, basically these, these two, like, rich people, politicians, that kind of thing, and they end up killing the, like, their owners, um, and committing suicide. Uh, So they're sent to investigate this. They find that, um, like, there's a hackerman that Bato used to know. um, And he's, like, in league with the company making these gynoids. um, And they're dubbing. So there's a thing called a ghost dubbing machine, which we see in other pieces of Ghost in the Shell media. Where they take a human and they take their sentience and their consciousness and copy it into robots and it basically destroys your brain. Like it destroys the original. Um, so it's illegal, but uh, so they're, they're making their gynoids with this in it um, because that makes them more lifelike and more valuable. Um, and so they basically have to, in the end, they, they end up going and rescuing um, this girl who was in the ghost dubbing machine. They sh- shut down everything um and Motoko shows up in a robot body of one of the gynoids the dolls um and helps out but the whole movie is really kind of about um Bato working through like his stuff about Mo- Motoko Processing and what
2: happened in the last movie mm-hmm. it feels like
1: yeah and Togusa is working through um shit about like what is real and what is not real and if I became an android he's he's kind of like well he's he's kind of dealing with the fallout of
0: the first movie as well in a different way because togas yeah. uh there's that big scene in the first movie right towards the beginning where togas mm-hmm. is like okay uh the major's here and bato's here why am I here uh I'm just like a guy like I I still yeah. need to you know I still need to eat the normal amount. I still need to, to sleep eight hours. I'm not. My brain is not hooked up to the to the internet. Like I do not have. Why Why do you guys have me on this force? And uh, as they say in, in that movie, and as it becomes apparent in this one, having a guy who is mostly normal is like when everything is fucking cyber crime and uh, robo crime and everything like that. Somebody who can see He's a perspective on the outside of that yeah is mm. very valuable and that uh even though he gets his brain hacked in this in this fucking movie but still his perspective is valuable and important just like how uh the the dipshit guy whose name i can't remember is like why don't you just get your dog shittier dog food then you wouldn't have to buy as much of it
1: oh ishikawa, ishikawa
0: yes ishikawa's uh yeah. you know that's it digs into the themes of the movie about like uh life is more than efficiency if it if it's only about efficiency then everyone should just you know take the brain out and get robot eyes robot arms like be completely mm-hmm. chromed up and just like uh, become a monster gotta be chromed up. yeah
1: yeah uh i mean it, it ends up i mean the me- the metaphor still stands and the implication still stands but it ends up ishikawa was telling bato not to get the wet food because i know yes he wants him to go to a different store. yes but, but you you get what i'm saying stands. right like um, yeah absolutely uh but yeah, so um Togosai as a character is he represents more of the humanity in people because he hasn't souped himself up with all that shit. And he, he, hasn't he even also um prefers using like a regular revolver up as opposed to like the super high He wants a tactile feel. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh I'll let you guys go first. Um, well, you're like, kind of already I in the middle of, the of it if
0: you want to if you want to just keep talking. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Um so the first ghost in the shell movie is is one of my favorite movies. Um it goes into a lot of philosophical questions about like what makes a human? Are we human? What do we do when we reach this point of, you know, um me- mechanicalization, I guess, digitization um that kind of thing like I, I i love that kind of thing like oh can life come from machine yeah can what if you could turn invisible
2: but you sentience? had to be nude to do it mm-hmm. that's the
0: essential yeah. premise of the first movie it, <laughs>
1: that's
0: that, what i got. The, yeah it's, it's pretty much it's pretty much the exact the Oshii wanted to explore what if you could go invisible but only if you were naked that's the entire thing he wanted to do i think
2: <laughs> yeah. I, he, he accomplished and they, it that's yeah it. right first
0: and first they have movie.
1: to do that in every single fucking piece it of It costs 20 um, million Gross yen
0: to, make, to
2: do <laughs> yeah. that.
1: They, they do that in every single piece of Ghost in the Shell media after, except for this movie. Just yeah. like how they have uh, to have Motoko.
0: I did want to see Bato's hog, but we didn't get a chance. Uh, he's yeah, got to have a cyber hog, right? Or do you think oh, he's oh, completely yeah, sure. completely done with that? But, he just um, has a piston down there. <laughs> Oh, it's a pile bunker. Um But no, I, I think the other thing that they do, seven in all of these except for this, is have Matsuko rip her own arms off trying to tip hole the hatch off a tank. Oh That's yeah. That's the other
1: Yeah, they do it again with her in this mm-hmm. yeah. sort of not as intensely. Yeah. Like there's definitely a bunch of yeah. callbacks. And the, to, in, uh, yeah.
0: in this stuff. it's to show that the body that she's inhabiting is shitty, it's not very good and it's like Yeah, it's not made it's it's for that, fragile. And
1: she's just yeah, it's not made for that and she doesn't give a mm-hmm. shit because it's not it's really It's disposable
0: her body. to her. But much like her body yeah. was in the first film. Wow. Makes you think.
1: Yeah. Um so uh, the first one's one of my favorites. This one I appreciate I didn't like it as much. Um I feel like Oshi really goes way farther up his own ass um than he was in the first like he's he's always philosophical and he's always pretentious, right? But this one it's like they they're all talking in quotes half the time. Um and that makes it hard to follow sometimes. Um not to mention like I was trying to follow the visuals and read the shitty subtitles on my D V D. Like this mm. didn't have any dubbing on my D V D. Um oh, yeah. I I, ha- I downloaded the dual Japanese audio version
2: of but I didn't watch the dub.
0: I uh I did watch the dub but um I watched the dub when I watched the uh, the the crappy visuals version. I'll get into that when I talk about my impressions. And then I watched the uh, I watched uh, some of the original with subtitles as well. So I kind of I okay. wanted to try and get okay. both uh, both views of it. But it's it's uh, Bato is, Richard Epcar is Bato to me. Mm-hmm. Like he's just the voice is so good, and uh, his studio yeah. did the dub for it. Epcar Entertainment.
2: Whoa! Oh, that's neat.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, DreamWorks released this in the U.S. Very strange. Uh, which I don't remember. Well, because having... Oshi
2: like tracks <laughs> him.
0: Yeah, I guess I we guess got to the so. bottom
1: of that. That might be. That might be true. Um, so it's uh, uh, the
0: DreamWorks is the version is the second dub of this. It, it got dubbed the first time using an Australian company uh, and partnering with Richard Epcar's Epcar Entertainment.
1: Oh, it seems like um, the DVD I have was released in the U.S. before they got yes, a to yes. Dub it. That's the it's the
0: GoFish Pictures oh. version, I believe, right?
1: Yes. Yep. Um, which I didn't know that DreamWorks had any other imprints, which apparently they do. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I watched this, um, and I was simultaneously impressed by and off-put by the visuals. Um, the CG is just glaringly obvious. And, oh, I mean, boy, is 2004.
2: it. 2004. <laughs> huh? I said, oh, boy, yeah. is it.
1: This shit. Yeah. Um, bad. And they. They kind of paint over it in, in a in a way that sometimes looks okay to me, and other times I'm like, guys, we didn't have to do this just because it's like sci-fi.
2: Sometimes they can like the layer of filth over the movie kind of just dis- disguises it a little bit, but yeah. otherwise it's like, oh boy, especially that parade scene later. I'm mm-hmm. like, boy, do those oh, yeah. look? Yeah, some CG. of the dolls in the parade mm-hmm.
1: scene. I was also thinking during the parade scene, um, they do this. I think, sometimes in standalone complex, but at the time, I mean, especially in the 90s, but this was 2004, but it's like, oh, eastern crime? Dirty eastern crime? Oh, China. Mm. <laughs> um, And you see that in Deus Ex, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Um, they have a
0: certain idea. I it's mean, like, like trium- it's, it's, yeah. ki- it's the kind of cultural stuff. Triads. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. The tri- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, you you get when you get to the China section in Deus Ex, it's okay to turn down the voices and turn up the music because the song is quite mm-hmm. good and the voices maybe shouldn't be done after the year two thousand. Oh.
1: Yeah, they probably should never have been done. The lucky money. Um,
0: you would be racist yeah. <laughs> you you wish like the when I saw the ones they did in Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, I'm like, oh man, they were really holding back in Deus Ex. I didn't realize how much more racist they could be towards <laughs> they, the they, Chinese. Never... <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah there, there was a thing for a while where, like, if, if you're talking about uh, crime, there's some triads mm-hmm. there. There's some there's be a triad stuff involved. going on. Yeah. And I don't know if that, that's because uh, Japanese people are racist against Chinese people, which they are. Um, for both of them for reasons Mm. going both ways. But um, I don't know. Anyway, so we we go through that. And the parade scene, at first it showed up and I was like, yo, what the fuck? Am I watching Paprika? (laughs) Um, And then it ended up, you know, kind of turning more into like its own thing. Um, And um, yeah, some of that stuff. And then we go into the... um, uh, what What would you call this guy's house like a, a palace like yeah it's it's very much a palace is, like,
0: is good it's it's a, it's a mansion a yeah, manor a an estate are french it, it's a manor mansion. but it's like
1: very palatial um so you, you go the in there mansion. and hackerman kim um hackerman kim used to know bato from like his army days um and or japanese defense force or wherever they are they're, they're kind of like not properly in japan like the, the world has been reorganized um in in this setting but um uh he's in his giant mansion and he's hacking into togusa and bato's brains to make them see shit that they're not actually seeing
2: this whole section just just to get it out now before i forget uh this whole section really reminded me of the first short on the um, collection of shorts called memories Mm. uh which is from the yeah uh well from around the same time actually 1995
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: But uh, it's also a, a bunch of folks wander into a place that's all been fucked up. And then they start seeing insane, surreal stuff. And in that, it is like hallucinations. And in this, it is someone hacked into my brain. Mm-hmm. But it, was, it yeah. felt really similar because it was that same kind of weird, looping, uh, like palatial mansion, very out of place for what the rest of the aesthetic looks like.
1: Uh, yeah. I couldn't um. help
2: but uh, think about that. This one. it was
1: really jarring because we get this kind of like mystical like mansion thing and they have like a um music box tune playing the entire time yeah and in, in the making of short um apparently so that was actually printed on like a music box um like wheel metal platter and they played it and recorded it in like a castle in japan like a stone castle to get the acoustics right (laughs) yeah to get the acoustics right which i think is very cool yeah so um
2: good excuse to go to a castle
1: yeah um so it reminded me a bit of the short on the animatrix um, oh yeah
0: yeah i know the one series
1: where where there yeah there's like the, the glitch house um so there's like crap just kind of floating in the air like in the middle of movement and stuff and there's um actually initially in in the like um vestibule there is a small doll like android doll that looks like a small version of motoko from the first movie and you actually see that doll kind of at the end of the Mm movie um and i was like yo it's Mm -hmm. her oh she's here oh my god i really did not like Um, looking at that
0: doll at the end of the first movie when i first watched (laughs) the movie I, i really really did not like looking at that doll
3: yeah
1: yeah it was weird um but, yeah, so, so that whole sequence, like, at first I was off-put by it um, because, like, at, well, at first I was like, oh, did I accidentally skip back a scene the first time it went back to Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was initial, like a And then, and then good there was release. something different hanging for the chandelier, and I was like, oh, okay. they're. And then they're the message is a purpose. little
2: different, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it was kind of a cool thing. They had already shown you in the movie that you can hack into somebody else's visuals to make them think something is happening. It's yeah. not like Bato uses it to make people think that he's somewhere else and he's actually behind them slaughtering a bunch of Yakuza. He they, he has like this whole thing throughout the movie where he, he has been hacked. So this guy is like making him kill people like more easily than he normally would. Hmm. Um, like he's, he's not like a pacifist by any means, but he's also not normally a guy who would rush in somewhere and just kill everybody. Yeah. Um,
0: I do like when he um, when uh, he brings the biggest gun ever invented into the Yakuza office, though. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And one guy pulls out a pistol, and he just shoots everybody down just yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they go to the chief's office, and he's just like, I'm really disappointed in you guys. And then just nothing else.
0: They're the, they're the secret cyber uh, police. What's he going to do? Yeah. Yeah, Exe- do ex- excommunicate else, yeah. them?
1: Yeah. You can't even execute him right. Um, <laughs> nope. Um but um yeah i i feel like i should have watched this a few days ago um because i i think i needed time to sit with the message so the really message is kind of like well
3: it
1: yeah um th- the message is kind of um what is a doll a doll is a reflection of humanity people are scared of dolls because because
0: they are they scared of themselves us-
1: they are scared of themselves, and they remind us that we are just material and useless and, and, and nothing in the face of the Without boy. any introspection,
0: um, uh, I agree with Motoko's advice at the end of the movie, which is uh, mirrors aren't meant to be stared into you. You'll go crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yep. Uh, As we all so look at ourselves on our that.
0: little That's cameras. That's right. I'm looking at myself right now, and I'm thinking that my hair looks messed up because of the way that my headphones are
1: here I will miss my see oh my
0: God. solidarity <laughs> my hair's yeah, always messed up solidarity messed
1: up hair um so yeah i i feel like most of what i'm on off put by in this movie is the visuals um the animation still really great like yeah. i watched i watched some of the um, like in the making of thing um some of the animators talked about how hard it was to make something look like it was getting shot well, not using any facial expressions and not having the body react in the same way as a human body would mm-hmm. because, you know, the androids are getting shot and they're made all, all out of plastic and metal. Um, and, you know, they were also talking about how uh, normally they, they're trained to animate a body the way we would move, whereas, like, if you lift one arm, your other, like, shoulder goes down. But if you're just using, if you're a robot, that doesn't happen. Like the arm just goes up.
2: Whoa, Seb uh, did it just like a robot mm. it would. That's wild. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's like not a natural movement. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, like a lot of really good work in, in the movie. Like the the music too. Like they bring back the chorus from um, the yeah, first movie. Yeah, they love that song. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's really good. It's not exactly the same song, but but the it's same like just chanting like, it's the idea same thing going on. Yeah, yeah um, they brought back the same guy for the music and everything. Um, to create a so, cyborg, I don't
2: remember what the track is called, but something like that, for the first movie.
1: Uh, I don't remember. Um,
2: I'll pull it up. I don't. I don't this
0: will kill me.
1: I think it, it was like adapted from something. Uh, I I read up on it. Before, Chance in remember. the
0: first movie right. and Ballad of Puppets in the second movie. The chanting. Oh, all right. Okay. Chanting songs yeah, right. The chanting song is called Chants. All right yeah, the name
2: like, of, the oh, name oh, of the opening oh, sequence is "Making of a Cyborg. Oh, okay. sorry. That the Definitely. song plays over. Anyway, doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick will, will add it into the break.
2: <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah,
1: I'll
2: put that uh, in. There. Blah,
1: blah. Um,
3: <laughs>
1: um, yeah. They use it a lot in this movie. Um, I feel like more than the first movie did. They have a whole. Um, this was when I was kind of like still iffy about like i think if i had watched this movie in 2004 i'd be way more impressed about the cg Mm -hmm. because it doesn't look that bad for 2004 like in 2004 it would have been justified i think yeah Um, i've seen worse cg
2: especially at that time Mm.
1: yeah now it looks like shit um (laughs) but at the time i don't think we would have been trained enough or it looks just like Shrek to me (laughs) i think they're comparable (laughs) like like if donkey was in there (laughs) The, you know they even mentioned when i saw
0: gases. the bell yeah, on they're, that they're door donkey, yeah. in the in the fucking uh, grocery they grocery store I, I i'm like wow this is the future it's like when they are like here's graphics and they just create like a a sphere that's like the shiniest it's sphere it's like when
2: homer gets gets yeah. put in the 3d world <laughs> it is exactly, the it's VR. exactly it's yeah.
0: exactly like mist
1: <laughs> it is exactly like mist <laughs> actually the textures apparently the textures are painted hand painted by their background Damn, artists dude. And then they mapped them onto the 3D models. Which was actually impressive. Because, um, you know, it, it definitely didn't look like they were just flat coloring by the computer, obviously. But they were made, uh, I think, in order to blend in more with their regular backgrounds. Um, the textures were made by, by the background artist, which would be cool. Um, so, what else was there? I? I was going to say something else. What did I... Dog.
2: Dog. there's a great dog there, there's in this a movie. very
1: good boy in this movie bato has a, a basset hound and he's very cute
2: that whole very sequence expressive. where he feeds him is so adorable yeah it's like framed from the dog's pers- well not from the dog's perspective but like on the floor mm-hmm. yeah it's very low to the ground comes down and the dog's running around in little circles ready for his food he puts the food dish down and then he like lifts his ears up so they don't get in the food it's really cute that basset yeah, hound is so fun. adorable
0: and like it's yeah you know they yeah. they do know it. to
2: bring him back for the ending because you know that dog is happy to see his buddy yeah
0: and it's so on purpose right they do that kind of thing in the first ghost in the shell as well of like here is like sure you have Togusa who is very into his own humanity but here is an animal that is only organic and has no purpose like He's not keeping this dog around because the dog is a good guard dog or anything. It very plainly sucks. And that's fine. Yeah.
3: He's just he's yeah, just he's around fat. to be cute
0: and loved and like, to be lovable. And that's yeah. it. Sometimes that's all you need. And that that's not you know, that's the opposite of the big efficient cyber killer Bato.
1: Yeah. And it's not like you're really surprised that he has a dog because he has been a Mm softy in the past, but it's like really cute. It's a good way of illustrating A lot of
0: uh, characters like this are given an animal to help humanize them, but Mm -hmm. they are, you know, like... uh, you you kind of get like just a glimpse of the animal, like one second of the animal, like oh you must be hungry, huh, little man? And then they get then you give the the character gives them food, and then you don't hear about that pet for the rest of the movie or whatever. This dog, yeah. like the logistics of who's gonna feed this dog and who's gonna take care of him or or her, and like what you're going to what you're going to do with her, where she's gonna stay when Bato goes on the dangerous mission, and yeah, like I, think it was I love that because it shows you like that that he still cares about it.
1: Yeah, actually, when he, he shoots himself, like, the hacker makes him shoot his own arm off um, and ends up, like, waking up in a, in a hospital with a new arm, I was like, what about the puppy? Who's taking care of the puppy? And then um, Ishikawa and Tokusa, like, carry the dog in to see him. And I was like, oh, they, they thought about the dog. Like, the dog is a staple of the film, um, which is very good. Um, especially when, when we're talking about all this stuff that is, like, are we human? are we dancers are we uh, you know i'm what? on my
2: knees looking for those dancers
1: no, no no my sign is vital my hands are cold and then you... um but anyway so uh yeah uh oh i was gonna m- mention the um the sequence at the beginning where they tried to. they're kind of recreating the whole um body building like the robot building sequence from the first movie yep um, I don't like it as much, but they are Definitely really, really, really trying to show off the CGI. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to show
3: the just, improvement I, in
0: almost 10 years of animation. I just rewatched
2: it because yeah. it, we were talking about what the name of the song was. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, still good, just very different.
1: Yeah. In 2004, I would have been very impressed yeah. by this. Um, especially since... At that point, the only thing I had seen was was Shrek and Toy Story, <laughs> and you know Pixar movies for CG. I'm like, oh, it looks real. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, I I like really appreciate this movie. Um, I think it goes on the list of good. Ghost okay, in the Shell so
3: media. so if, if we're
2: grading has, it pass we're fail, it's it pass. Into good pile. yep
1: yeah, um, it can either be good Ghost in the Shell media or bad Ghost in the Shell media. There, for some reason, is no middle, um, but it goes in the good bucket, and um, I appreciate it. I, th- I think the message has something to say. I just wish it wasn't all in dead author quotes, <laughs> um, and uh, the the CG, while disconcerting, is admirable.
0: For the <laughs> Honestly, how uncanny it is kind of adds to the movie aesthetically in some ways for me.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, what they talk about is mm-hmm. dolls and how dolls are freaky mm. and uncanny. So, so it when works, you
0: see that evil-looking you know CG work. bird, you're like, God damn. It really makes me think about yeah. the nature of artificiality.
1: Wow. It really makes me hate sequels. <laughs> yeah, I don't need any help there. All right, Alex, what did you think <laughs> of
0: Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence?
2: Um, it was interesting. I, uh, like Seb, I really like this first movie. I'm less of a fan of the franchise in general, just because I haven't seen as much of it as mm-hmm. y'all have. But um, that first movie is a like is an all-timer for me. I'm, I'm oh. super into it.
1: Sorry, one more knock against this um, movie is there's no Tachikomas. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, they think they're, they're only in the Yeah, they're, they're space show space. only. Yeah,
1: the, yeah. Actually, I think they're, they're in the manga.
2: Oh, yeah, sure. But neither of these movies yeah. have them.
0: Um,
1: no. Tachikomas but, are too silly.
0: Yeah, they are. They are, in fact, they might break the kind of thing with that Bato's got going on, uh, in terms of um, his whole arc in this movie. (laughs) I feel like the Touchcom would would kind of mess with.
2: So uh, I I like this. I think um, I touched on it earlier, but I really like that this is kind of Bato's movie. I always liked him as a character, Mm -hmm. but you don't. He's very much secondary to the first film. It's not really about him or his story at all. Um, I think it's it was a like it was interesting to think about how they were even going to do this movie as a follow up because I realized it it, uh, Makoto can't really be in it at all. Like or like because of the way that that first movie ended, I was very interested in how they were going to pick any of that up. But I really like. Sorry. Well, no, I I just I was going to say I like that they or having the rest of her the rest of the characters in section nine have to deal with uh oh the major is in a computer yeah now, our most we still have our most marketable our job. most
0: beloved character is gone, and she's not yeah. really dead, but we don't get to see her anymore, and that's the problem yeah we
2: don't we it's basically like to these characters it is basically like she died uh and it is interesting and good to see her at the end of this movie in a way, but yeah to refocus on Bato and have him have to do his day job after all the crazy shit that happened in the first movie is super interesting. And I, I the like police procedural stuff in this series is always great and exciting. Um, but I like that it is like, Oh, it's another case and he's kind of in charge now. It's like, you're the, you're the head guy. And, uh, him kind of having to deal with all of that was super interesting and good. Uh, I already touched on his dog. I like his dog. I like when he's, he gets to feed his dog. Does she get a name
0: in this? I want to say he says it, but no, maybe I not.
2: I don't I didn't, think I didn't pick so. up on it. Um,
1: I didn't catch it. No. A couple
2: really good action sequences. I like uh, when he machine guns the entire Yakuza. Mm-hmm. I think that was, it was good and surprising because they kind of approach that like, It might be more of a dialogue sequence. Like it might be more of an interrogation scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then he just blows them all away. Oh man, the way that gun Um,
0: fires and it like totally lights up the room, and all the guys go all over the place.
2: Yeah, great gore, great uh, gunfire effects. Um, I also really like the convenience store scene. I think that is so tense and good. Uh, He's being. Like hacked into thinking that someone there is going to shoot him, mm-hmm. so he has to. He's like trying to figure out which one of these innocent bystanders is about to pull a gun on mm-hmm. him as he's going to get his dog food. It is like yeah, and super they fake you tense. Out too.
1: There's like a guy behind him that you think might be following him, but then he literally is just reaching into the the case to yeah. get mm-hmm. something it's it's Baku really and
2: really, really good intense and i like that it's and a great like scene the,
0: that might be my favorite the turn
2: scene. that you know, the turn that like it's him shooting himself is like weird yeah. and cool it's Like oh yeah you put five uh, rounds
0: into your own arm and then you almost blew a convenience store clerk's head off it's like is really good yeah
2: and he's like that like from his targeting perspective seeing him like rush up to the the store clerk with the shotgun about to blow him away it was super good um i loved all that like it's. We talked about the CG and how that looks bad, but a lot of the like more traditionally animated stuff in this movie is still just fucking it's stunning. It's, I was, it's, totally, it's I it gorgeous. It's total. It's absolutely gorgeous. So much of it.
0: Honestly, I think I think a lot of the the uncanny uh, extra chrome mist looking three D stuff in this movie only makes the the how gorgeous the two D stuff is stand out even more. Like
2: towards the beginning of the movie they're like riding in a car and they get out and walk around on the street and like all that stuff. I'm like, fuck, this looks so
3: good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God.
2: <laughs> just all that. Like, like ghost in the shell one looks beautiful too, but like no, uh, knowing that they have like guaranteed money making this, I think they put, they put a lot of that mm-hmm. on the screen. Uh, and I'm sure the CG wasn't cheap either. It just looks tacky now, but uh, I was in love with how this movie looked. I, Definitely. It's, uh, it's beautiful. I, Something that you don't get as much anymore i'm a like a big fan of anime film, and I like to try and watch a lot of the biggest ones that come out, but like this kind of thing is such a dead they genre. don't do this
0: uh, <laughs> they don't let Mamoru Oshi make movies like this anymore
2: <laughs> yeah they don't they don't do anything this weird they don't do anything this dark they is... don't do anything that looks interesting they learn <laughs>
0: how to make money on a different kind of film, yeah. In, and that's
2: fine. I like. I don't. In a certain I, era, I don't...
0: this could be considered a one for them. This is a sequel to a very big, popular thing, and instead yeah. of like just doing his own thing, but also, I think it's really kind of crazy and inventive. Like you'd think, if if it was a, a marketing thing, it's not enough to just say like, we got the yeah, we got the director back. Yeah, we got the director back, <laughs> and it's Ghost in the Shell too. because. Your most marketable character gets turned into a digital ghost at the end of the first movie. So she's certainly in a capacity where she could come back, and that would be a huge deal. But she doesn't really come back. She's in this movie for all of five minutes. Her presence is felt the whole time. But if you were trying to sell this movie, you would want Motoko to be there, you know? Yeah, you can tell that, that it's this... made in like it's a real decision to not have her come back yeah. and be like I, the I, whole thing. I think
2: it is a, a super interesting choice and a good move to have them actually have both the characters and the audience live with what happened in the first movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like walk any of that back or make any of that convenient to have a better story. It is... Yeah, and
1: she's so Motoko is is so identified with the series, but. In this movie, because they keep her relevant the entire time, rather than just being like, "Oh, she's gone. Forget about her," you know, like the, like things are happening because of her. Bato's yeah, it's whole the f- it is the, all the fallout
2: from what happened in the first movie. And on it. top yeah. of
0: that, um, it's all about that. But, not having yeah. the major in this movie also gives Bato and Togus a time to shine that they didn't really have in the first movie because. She's yeah. such an overpowering force in the narrative of the first movie, and rightfully so because she's the main character. But if she was in this one again, and she was like taking up a lot of screen space, it couldn't really be a movie about Bato Atogusa. They wouldn't mm-hmm. get to do this stuff. You wouldn't get. Yeah. And I. Yeah. I I love I love
2: Bato. Mm-hmm. It's always good to see yeah. him. They get to do
1: a lot more with those two. I mean, because it's a Mm -hmm. series, yeah. They do more with both of them in standalone complex. You brought up the
0: Tachikomas and standalone complex. I love Bato, like the whole arc about him, like repairing them and like taking care of them and making. He does this whole thing where he's getting them like the good oil, even though that doesn't matter at all. Like he's paying extra to get like special oil for them. Yeah, Um, he's
2: he's a he's a big good boy, a big uh, cuddly good boy. mm -hmm also can machine gun a bunch of yakuza yeah uh Um, but yeah i thought this movie kind of like in the back third lost me a little bit i liked i talked about how i liked some of the like weird uh trippy stuff but i think it kind of lost the plot a little bit i i think it's interesting but like it, it felt to me like a way to burn 15 20 minutes to just do all this like I've hacked your brain. You're seeing a bunch of trippy stuff again. Stuff. Oh, okay. I, I it didn't feel like it I thought you tied were, in. I thought that you were well talking to about
0: anything. the Metal Gear Solid Two tanker sequence that happens at the end. Oh no, I do like that stuff. <laughs> all right, I do, all right. I think you the, just don't like the, the sequence, repeating thing. You know, you don't like the. The
2: sequence in the mansion didn't felt like feel like it accomplished. You, you don't like the you don't like the cyber
0: hacker sequence.
2: I, I I thought it was okay. I was I like confused. the idea that this guy is... I, yeah I like the idea that this guy is like. Uh, Pulling a fast one on them, like they think they've got him, and then he does. He has like his fucking uh, Bumbos House of Tricks <laughs> shit going on. Yeah. And uh, but like I, I think that the ending is good. I love the tank, like assault, uh, attacking the Metal Gear Solid Two tanker to go and destroy the production of all these robots is fucking sick. I think that that whole sequence rules. Uh, it's just that like that weird kind of stretch, like maybe only 15-20 minutes there right before that uh, I was a little bit a little bit lost
1: yeah it really kind of only the only thing it really did was be like Togus is afraid of being a robot mm. because at the very yeah. end of that sequence he finds out that he has like he, he's, ro- he's got robot parts um, which yeah. he doesn't actually yeah. have
2: he's not fully human or you know he he's more cyborg than he thought because mm-hmm. he got trout yeah. tr- he, he, he opens up the, the same way thing. that the yeah
1: the um gynoids do
0: really it's a good um, sequence i i think i think that um the like shots of them running in front of like these incredible like stained glass windows and the the stuff with the the myth of the jewish jewish golem that's the tip off that vato uses to know <laughs> yeah. how to uh
2: we very weird like uh 3d chess there is, there. A, there is
0: a there's a Discworld um book about golems called feet of clay that has a really good uh, bit about that exact piece of lore about writing on a piece of paper and putting it inside their heads i, I that
2: oh. I, I really do love but yeah I, I like the ending sequence i like that um we get uh mako to to do like her hacking into the little robot thing and getting to hang out and then he puts the little vest on her so you can tell which one she is mm-hmm. Uh, all yeah. that all that stuff is good she's I like,
1: naked she can't be naked Yep. Yeah. it's a ghost in the
2: shell there. movie she has to be
0: nude mm-hmm. um, yeah. well all but, the robots are nude Alex it's equal opportunity not really like a, you said we don't get to see Bato's hog I want to see the piston hog mm-hmm. yeah
2: Um, but yeah that final sequence is great so they're just gunning down, down the robots Bato and they're crawling now. on the ceilings and slashing uh, special forces guys uh, and they're like it. It is like a weird, creepy design. I like the 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 doll design is good. Mm-hmm. It's like just uncanny enough to be a good like uh, villain fodder for your your uh, good guys to shoot at.
0: And I like how because uh, of the I first noticed, scene, we weird. see that that they're not done yet because we know that there's supposed to be an extra layer that goes on top of that. At the yeah. uh
2: presumably it would look more like a person. Right, right. Eventually. Like uh, we're <laughs> yeah.
0: seeing like you know where the musculature is on a, on a human. And in the first scene, major scene of the movie, when, uh, one of the gynoids rips its chest open and it's like face springs out. Like it's a fucking 3d gimmick. Um, you see like every layer of like how in the first movie, there's that big sequence that we keep keep talking about, like the making of a cyborg. Um, This is showing you every layer of the process that creates one of these gynoids by having one destroy itself by ripping itself open. You see the skin, you see the musculature, you see the, the eyeballs, the wires, the little pieces, all the liquid inside. One of the pieces goes flying past Bato's face in slow motion. It's really special. And then when one of them shows, when they all start showing up at the end, you know exactly at what stage in development they are at, you know, like, Oh, there's supposed to be skin that goes over this, and then they get like a nice, pretty-looking human face. But we're not at that yet. We're at the point where they look as creepy as they possibly could. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, super interesting. I, uh, I think I, I'm with you a little bit, Seth. But I think some of the some of the philosophical stuff that they go towards is uh, interesting. I like that some of the ideas that they raise, but it is just like, hey, I heard you like literary quotes, mm-hmm. so we put about forty in here.
0: Some of yeah, them are good um, and others don't feel like they fit at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think it is probably just like, oh, I like this English
0: passage. I think
2: it is neat. So what's, I'm going to put it in the Bible. What's my the one about movie. Um,
0: uh, an ass walks over the mountain doesn't mean it's going to come back yeah. a horse? And I'm like, I don't think that fits <laughs> yeah. the situation at all, Blotso. <laughs> what, what the fuck are you talking about? I just think he wanted to say yeah, ass. Yeah, I, I
1: think he. It, <laughs> Jackass. This
0: this video's this movie's not going to be in theaters and it's not definitely not going to be on cable. So you can say ass all you want, Bato. It's okay. Well, maybe he was thinking of Shrek too. Oh, okay. He was thinking of, of course, donkey.
2: Yeah, donkey's not going to turn um, into a horse,
0: but, but he does turn into a horse in Shrek too. So he doesn't know that. Yeah, he
2: does. He comes back comes back the horse, but that one hadn't been out yet. Right, right.
0: right of course, not when this movie was made. Uh,
2: I did like Ghost in the Shell too. I was really interested in where they were going to go with this. I think that like this is on the continuum of. Uh, weird sequel follow-ups to movies that I really like. Like, um, I haven't seen it, but um, there's a sequel to the Macross movie, which is bizarre because that in itself is an adaptation of a TV series uh, that they finish adapting. Uh, But there's just a bunch of these in in anime film where it's like, this is a hit movie. We're going to make a sequel to it. But the sequel that doesn't have any continuity with, like, the TV series is based on the manga. Mm -hmm. This is not like a follow-up from this. right. I don't know. It, it's, I love the weird evolutionary dead
0: ends It's of so interesting. Like this. Yeah, cuz they don't
3: like the They don't movie. move
0: forward yeah, like from like this that. ever. It, it rules. This is the last version yeah. of Ghost in the Shell that takes place in this universe. Everything else
2: I like the is, I like the last stop. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
0: And everything else is pretty much when they do they and they do as we've discussed they do a ton more Ghost in the Shell, but they're pretty much always pulling from the manga when they do something else. They they're like Here's yeah. five short graybles, uh of Ghost in the Shell. It's like little tiny short stories, and it all takes place in a world where the whole Section 9 team is there. You know, there's no Puppet Master or anything. Sometimes they'll have nice little comas or whatever. But they don't, like, they're not digging into the consequences of the stuff that happens in this movie. Uh, they're going back yeah, to I a just, more I... recognizable version of this team.
2: Yeah, I'm so into that idea of, like, uh, let's. We're making a a difficult sequel that doesn't walk back on any of the plot stuff that we established in the previous one, and it can just be its own thing. It doesn't like this series got spun off later anyway. But like, ju- this movie just getting to exist is very cool. Regardless of like, if I think it is the best thing ever, I just am so happy that this exists. Yeah. Uh, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but like. The modern landscape of anime film is so different, <laughs> and I uh, don't hate it, but I also wish there was room for something like this to exist.
1: Yeah, it's all, um, what is it, Weathering with You and Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Yeah. And
2: mm-hmm. uh, Hasoda Battle, and Shinkai and... basically run anime film right now. Yeah. Uh, Ghibli's yeah. new movie is coming out, I think.
0: But
1: Yeah, The Boy and the Heron. That's, um, that, it is
0: insane that that movie is coming out quite frankly yeah
1: and he's he's already walked back his retirement Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) but he is saying that he's he's he is stepping down from being the ceo because and they're going to do a merger oh
1: yeah but apparently that's kind of just a formality because that they were getting funded by that Yeah, it might be a formality now but i
0: still don't like the look of it but anyway, yeah. that's, this is not but, uh, the Ghibli cast. Yeah,
2: I, Ghibli won't. Survive I am anyway. just uh, yeah. a little bit, a exactly. little bit cynical about the anime film space. So this was just a really nice and fun and refreshing to go back to something weird, challenging, a little bit up its own ass, and uh,
0: and fun. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, all right, so I'm going to get into this because, and I'm happy that I had you two go first because I love this movie. I didn't know what to expect going in because I think I might've even brought it up on one of the previous cyber timber episodes where we talk about what we're doing next, but I had heard that this was quote unquote, the bad one, just like I had heard (laughs) with uh, the Patlabor stuff, right? I love the first Patlabor movie. And when I watched the second one, I instantly understood why people thought it was the bad one because oh, all the, the... all The second one's bad. Because better, the all... Actually. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? It all depends on what you want, <laughs> what you're going there for. If what you want is yeah. you're like, I want high-octane mech-on-mech action where where metal fists are grinding into each other at 100 miles an hour, Pat Labor 2 has almost nothing for you. It has five minutes at the end, mm-hmm. maybe. They talk. But, it, but it's so <laughs> good about, like, here's what the the politics and of an international incident and, and people who are hurt because of war, but are rec- trying to recognize that the country that they were fighting for did some bad stuff. And like they, there's like tons of really cool, like yeah. n- it has bigger fish. to Yeah. Fry it, it has bigger movie. fish to fry. It's <laughs> it's such a smart movie. And like, it's also really gorgeous. It's like, it's uh, just a, yeah. an incredibly great so those are, film. Those to look two
2: at. films are w- them also being Mamoru yes. were in my head this whole time. Uh, Cause I, just am gonna have to watch him again. I yeah, think. <laughs> the first this the first Pat
0: Labour movie is incredible, uh, for both reasons. It's it's smart and it's like it's got like the slick sugary action for you. But the second oh. one does not it intentionally does not give you what you want. And I, well, I don't think this one is quite on the same level as Pat Labour two in terms of we're going out of our way not to give you what you want because there's still like. As we've said, yeah. great cyber action in this with Bato like absolutely lighting up some dudes and the major in the body of a gynoid fighting off a bunch of other ones and like some some really great action scenes. Robots. Cool stuff, uh, cool stuff that, that you want and expect from Ghost in the Shell is in this movie. But your major character, your, your major character of the major <laughs> is not here and she's still not here and it's not a cop out like there's no like oh she decided she would yeah, rather be a human confident. again she 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 is comfortable with her decision and to the point where she doesn't have she's like when she gets talked to at the end she's like i don't really feel that way anymore i don't really feel anything like that anymore because that's not the kind of being i am anymore and yeah, i'm fundamentally yeah, different yeah. now that i'm computer
1: and she even like she can't even totally mm-hmm. be there as um the gynoid um she says that the gynoid doesn't have enough memory to totally yeah it can't store great. all of me so sentience. great what a
0: great line and um i just think that this the idea that this would be the bad one has to come from the perspective of someone who's like well where's the hot robo lady and well, yeah, yeah i yeah. wanted to see the major's yeah, boobs. I, yeah what the I, hell? well i'm it's <laughs> called ghost in the shell where's the major and why aren't her tits out in this scene like she needs to be invisible and like the major is my wife okay
1: but it's okay for not her not to be in things like i still like Mm -hmm. the other characters
0: this that Uh, was not directed at you uh, (laughs) so
1: no 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 i'm I'm just saying like there is more to like about it even if you really like Mm -hmm. the major there's more to like about the series than Mm -hmm. the major Mm -hmm. so uh
0: but to to hear people say and this was something i had heard a long long time ago i have uh you know, would read it and people would be like, Oh, you don't have to watch the second ghost in the shell movie. You can just do, oh, just, yeah, skip. yeah, skip it. You, you can do the first, the first one and the series, watch the TV yeah, series. And the c- yeah. TV series is very good. I like it quite a bit, but, um, uh, I can't now, after having seen it, I am like, like what, what was that guy's fucking problem? Because this is great. Like I, I really did like, uh, sure, some of the CG uh, looks way, way too shiny and things like that, but I actually really love the visual of this movie. I can't think of anything else that looks like this does, you know? Um, the first Ghost in the Shell uh, became famous in the West for a lot of reasons, but one of the main things was it's gorgeous animation uh, where you look at it and you, you're like, these char- how do these characters move like that? How I cannot believe how they can move like that. And they, they do camera tricks like – moving around mm-hmm. uh a person like their 3d in a way that was meant to boggle your mind and go how did they draw that it,
1: well so what they did was actually do the camera yeah. in 3d and they yeah well i mean it's it. the same trick they used in, in um, beauty and the beast so uh, uh so oh yeah. it's but they made a big. they they were still making a big deal it's about worth making it. like a, a big deal about the,
0: um, it's really crazy cool oh yeah, yeah.
1: So then they they took it to the next level in in this movie because that was the obvious next step in terms of the Mm -hmm. production.
0: And I think that they do a really good job. Like, I think that this movie looks amazing. It's visually so impressive. And uh, I think that the way it chooses to focus on Bato and like, you know, this the, the central mystery that's going on here is a lot. It's it's not really high minded in the way the first movie's mystery is. The, it, it's just something that's meant to, like, in the first movie, the villain of the puppet master asks you a bunch of philosophical questions and, like, is asking you to, to consider, like, okay, well, what if there's something beyond human? Could you, could you live with yourself if there was something beyond human? Would you want to become that? What do you, would you, how do you deal with somebody owning everything about you, including your memories? Is there a way to be free from that and stuff like that? And the villain was saying all the things I just said literally directly to the viewer and to our main character. In this one, uh, the villain is fucking with everyone to try and to try Mm -hmm. and either shake them off the tail or, or off the trail or completely kill them. And so all the philosophical questions have to either come from Bato or there's something that you have to come to the conclusion of yourself. Bato is still dealing with the events of the first movie, as we've brought up um and he's dealing with the loss of the the major and how he doesn't think anyone can live up to her but he he also feels like he can't live up to her. He is like you know 2000 pounds of metal and it, completely unstoppable in most action scenes but he's still one guy and he's one guy who can have his cyber brain hacked. He's still one guy who can get rattled by seeing uh what he thought was a robot commit suicide in front of him. And he's not like he's not fully okay. Like the the exploration of that works so well for me. The um something that I've always liked in terms of cyber fiction and in terms of something that I think is true of reality is that you are not going to build a computer ever that is better than the human brain.
3: I uh, you're so I've done it. The
0: idea. There. Uh, all these fucking algorithms, right? All these fucking algorithms have, have to get trained by humans always. You can never just write a program and say, uh, computer, do this for me. Every time you do that, the computer makes a wrong decision two steps in. And you can see that with any time yeah. anyone says like an AI is doing something. So if you follow that train down like, you know, four stops, you get to the stop where all of a sudden it's trapped itself in an infinite loop. Uh, there's, if you are the kind of person who gets amused by this, there's a really great video by the streamer Doug Doug about how he's tried to use a chat GPT model to try and get it to solve Pajama Sam, which is a children's point-and-click adventure game. <laughs> he just keeps asking it questions like, should we go through the door, or I guess you could also leave and go backwards and never return. And it just traps itself in an infinite loop and says it wants to defeat the dark lord. Uh, it says it wants to ask <laughs> the demon lord for help or something like that. And it's like you, it 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 can't handle being asked an open-ended question. Yeah. It can't handle being so like, yeah. That's wild.
1: Yeah, the the thing about AI is, um, it has one or two mm-hmm. tasks, and the task is. As simple or as complex as answer these questions or make a picture. Which one of these are bikes? Sort It will data. get it wrong every... Yeah.
0: Like, it might be pretty mm-hmm. good at it. It might be good enough to impress you, but it will never... And, it, and they can learn. Yeah, it will... Uh, they, and, and even when it does learn, it's never going to be... It doesn't have the ability to judge its own work like a human brain does.
1: Yeah, but, but the, the main thing is that we have not programmed anything to have artificial general intelligence, That's true. which is things that know things and learn things for the sake of learning but like even just general anything that is not related to Even its goal. when we do which, that, do even, even if and when we learn? do
0: that, Seb, the point that I'm trying to make is that you're not going to beat the human brain in terms of what it can and what it can do and what it can recognize and the things the the pattern recognition stuff that it just has right out of the gate, you know? all this stuff has to get trained by humans and if you're looking for a human-like experience you cannot beat humans you're always going to have to have a human kind of go over the rate of say is this more or less like what a human would want you know the those chat programs always have a rate rate whether or not you thought this made sense thing and when them. it
2: when it comes to when it comes to humans. You can't beat the original. That's right.
0: So (laughs) that's why I really loved the resolution of this mystery. I thought it was so good because in order to make these gynoids seem more realistic, they were just copying regular human brains into them. Oh, of course Uh, they just, yeah, uh, have a child, uh, a slave to the machine. Yeah, because that is easier than making a realistic human robot. And that's why these things are fucking killing Uh themselves because they were, you know, uh, the product of uh, deleting child slavery brains. And they're trying to get the signal out, and that's why they, they're committing the crimes. But, like, I just, I've always loved the exploration of that idea that, like, it's, while technology will advance and advance and advance, you always need that ghost in the shell to really get the job done.
1: Yeah. So, something interesting towards the end, like, when, when we're at that scene, um, and when Bato rescues the girl... She says, oh, my friend's at stage five, which is basically she's basically mm-hmm. brain dead, apparently, yeah. um, in, in terms of like the, the ghost dubbing. Um, they're kind of making their own dubs kill themselves, um, I guess, like that's kind of implied mm-hmm. um, was she goes, oh, if if we make them do violence and, and kill themselves, it'll get attention and somebody will mm-hmm. investigate. And that's come their grand
0: us. plan, which is a really um, depressing grand plan.
1: Yeah. And that upsets Bato because he's like, what about the machines? Do you think the machines wanted to die? Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that's something that they want? Because at this point he feels um,
0: more kinship with those machines that he saw kill themselves than he does with yeah, Togaso who was standing right next to him an hour ago
1: yeah and i think he's thinking about motoko who was her entire body was Mm -hmm. machine um but motoko is standing right there in her like internet gynoid form and she says i don't think the machines ever wanted to be Mm -hmm. human
3: Mm -hmm. so
1: it's like there's like these three perspectives standing Mm -hmm. there where you know you've got the human that didn't want to be a machine the machine that doesn't want to be human and the what if the the machines did want to be mm-hmm. human, you know.
0: You've got, um, I really feel like uh, it's just bad uh, practice in general to have, ba- to, for Bato to just scream at this child he just rescued from a horrible uh, Oh, yeah, slater, I was like, thing. no, no, calm down. Bato, you can go over the philosophical implications of this later. Stop screaming at that child.
2: <laughs> you just saved yeah, this child. Yeah, you just so. rescued out of the, the fucking
1: <laughs> machine yeah. that was Scramble eating her brain.
0: So, so some robots committed a little suicide. It's fine. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to be thinking about this movie for a really long time. I liked it more than the original Ghost in the Shell, which I kind which of course I really, uh, liked the first time I watched it, but I did also, uh, get annoyed with from time to time in a way that this movie was able to more hold me through, I guess. I just think that there was, there was more for me here in this one and I don't, um, I can't think of anything else I've seen that is like this in this way, you know, like mm-hmm. the Pat Labour two is my main point of comparison of like a, a movie mm-hmm. that's willing to take it slow and show you gorgeous vistas and have an interesting kind of political mystery thing going on. This one's getting more into the philosophical thing of it, which is ghost in the shells thing. Of course this is, that's their favorite thing to do is like to go like how far is too far when you're got a cyber robo brain. And they ask that question every yep. time and I'm there for it every time. Cause I love it um
3: yeah and
2: it's like all the way too. yeah
0: yeah exactly how far is too yeah. far just keep pushing that lever i don't i don't
2: care yeah, just keep it coming yeah. i'll i'll say when i'll say when
1: yeah no no that kind of thing the the robots and consciousness shit is like one of my favorite things that's why and it's
0: such one. a direct like uh mm-hmm. i gotta say we barely barely planned it but like Man, did we knock it out of the park with it's our cyber cyber, cyber, cyber temper theming? Yeah. Like going from uh, Votoms to Citizen Sleeper to this, I think it's like so like good, especially yeah, going I, with Prepared. I didn't
2: want to pitch a, I didn't want to pitch a third anime for this yeah. mo- uh, theme month but i'm i'm holding i'm holding kaiba in the pocket eventually
0: mm-hmm. that's that's going it's a, a very similar dealy except well, it's, if it's we do just cy- not cyber if enough if we do cyber timber again yeah. i've got I'll, uh, I'll i'll go away from anime and i'll i'll get a i'll get a gamer movie in there there's actually a one a movie called exotica that i think you guys would really like that uh, that i've kind of had in the back pocket sign me up
1: make you guys play detroit become human. you've been you've
2: been no. saying that for you've been saying oh, that
0: quit for five the
1: show. years no I, no i have never said i will you're right you never said you will put it. i have no i have said i All will right. not i'll put in my two weeks <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey but um speaking of people leaving the show uh next week we'll ale- we've allegedly got uh cam coming back uh and we are what? going to be starting the festivities mm-hmm. listeners i mean look we love what do you mean we love our cyber timber here we we love our we love our extra yeah. little uh fun bullshit month but we're getting into the thing that we have to do we're getting into the please don't listen to this your soul depends on it hello scream monster Sodes of fright six of fright. or treats and i'm really looking forward to treat that is good. uh we've got some stuff planned already we uh brought up a, a while ago we received a, an email from our uh our listener andrew who would like us to do uh, Dragula, uh, specifically season four of Dragula, which is a horror-themed drag competition. I'm kind of excited about that. It's not really the sort of thing I watch, but I love anything having to do with outfits and costuming. I, I can really get into that, so I'm excited to get to that. But that's not next week. Next week, Cam is coming back and taking over the show immediately with his own episode on The Exorcist 3, which is a movie that I watched wow. last year, and I was skipping blown one away this. by how good it was. And uh, Seb, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen The Exorcist One, right?
1: I have not seen any. You don't Exorcist need anymore. to watch right. The Exorcist One. Now you have three. Movies <laughs> yeah, you, to watch. Um. and you definitely <laughs> don't need to
0: watch The Exorcist Two. Nobody's telling you that. Although maybe maybe All it's right. uh, like this, where it's actually way better than people say. Because I haven't seen that one. I, I've seen one in three but i i'm looking forward to so
2: are you sure we want to do halloween next month oh wow you got something else we in we could
0: just we could we could just parlay this into RoboTober. look RoboTober? i, I look
1: <laughs> octobot? There any halloween anime about octobot that? that's it <laughs> <laughs> print it that. I could
0: totally do Octobot. I absolutely would make that like, look, like, I could, this could be a cyber podcast. There's enough that I could make it go, make it happen. A Cyber are year pod. five pivot. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting it all out of the way. Um, but if you, uh, have any questions, comments, or suggestions for episodes, please I think send we them. Definitely are looking for Halloween suggestions. Oh yes, absolutely. And we, we crank those out quick. Um, you can send them to please don't cast at gmail.com. And that is please don't cast at gmail.com. And uh, if you really just have anything that you think it would be fun to have an epi- us do an episode on, I want you to send it in because we've got a pretty good list built up right now. And I, I just, when we hit enough, I just like to dump the whole list and we'll do them all in a row. So, uh, so, so, Dust off your
2: fucking Gmail. That's right. That's right. I know you love
0: to send me a message on Discord instead of sending an email to the podcast, but please send an email to the podcast because that way we get to have fun reading it together.
1: Uh, should we read the one we got? Um, last well, do week?
0: you want me to? We I was going to just week? put it in the break of uh, the Citizen Sleeper one, but it might be better ah, if okay. we all, all right. react to it. Disregard. Um, sure. Okay.
1: I would like you to read this wall right, text.
0: I'll do it. I'm going to do it right now.
2: No. Oh, my God. This is a fucking, like, 400-word one. It is. King's, King, uh, this is. Oh, all we're right. G- I'm going to get up. I'll be back.
1: <laughs> Bye. Alex
0: can't handle me reading an email. <clears throat> he addressed this to Cam, too, which is like, uh, he's only getting two of us here. All right. To the esteemed and illustrious sirs Nick, Cam, Alex, and Seb, I write to you from underneath the storied canopies of Dalantarth, the forest region west of the plains of Arathel and its gleaming jewel, the port city Rehir. To the southeast of Dalantarth lies the ruby desert of Dittire, uh, home to the gleaming gnomish city of Edessa. For the past month and a half or so, while everyone else was playing good video games like Tears of the Kingdom, I've been plugging away at a little-loved video game known as Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Reckoning. Originally developed by Big Huge Games and published by EA and 38 Studios. Hey, uh, I'm sure he's about to mention it in later in this uh, email, but 38 Studios, Rhode Island local, baby, man.
1: Have we got a story. <laughs> yeah. When we get to this, this it is sure a is. story. Famously, this famously
0: horrible, troubled development uh, to mm. the point where it involves the government of the state of Rhode Island. Um
1: it also involves a famous That's right. Player. That's the
0: reason it's called 38 Studios. So, yep. uh, North America on February 7th, 2012. This is only about four months out from the first time release of Skyrim, so it suggests to me that the two games were developed during the same time. The IP has since been uh, acquired by THQ Nordic, who tapped developer Kaiko to remaster the game and published it to modern consoles and Steam in 2020, which is the version I've been playing. The game itself is an immense, for 2012, frolic through a massive, mostly seamless world uh, across two in-game continents, and that's before you get to the two packed-in expansions the remaster rolled into the experience. The combat is enjoyable and expressive. The world of Amler is in- arresting and interesting to learn more about. The list of names attached to the development on this game is impressive in its own right. Development was helmed by veterans of Elder Scrolls series Mark Nelson and Ken Rolston. Principal art design was helmed by a no less a legend to- than Todd McFarlane. <laughs> I think, God, I, I can't wait for that. And the OST was uh, composed by Grant Kirkhope of Banjo-Kazooie fame. Uh, 38 Studios, the publisher that Kong purchased, country, developer... Right? Yes, and Donkey Kong Country. Uh, but Donkey Kong, Kong, Kong Country 64, and... I should say. because uh, Or Donkey Kong 64, because Grant Kirkhope uh, didn't do the, uh, the the 2D Country games. That was... Um...
2: Oh, I thought he was
3: the guy oh, who did that's, that. That's uh,
0: David Wise. Oh, all right. Never mind. yeah um, who I was getting confused. There's a previous episode of this show where I get him confused with Greg Wiseman and it drives me crazy that I can't remember which one's the Gargoyles guy and which one's the Donkey Kong guy. Uh, Two guys who have probably never been confused for each other outside of that one episode. Um, Okay, so 38 Studios, the publisher that purchased developer Big Huge Games and set them to work on creating Amler was founded in part by two-time World Series championship pitcher, avid wowhead and notoriously racist piece of shit, Kurt Schilling, and fantasy author R.A. Salvatore. Fans of D&D Expanded Universe and character Driss Doer and know this name, including Emily, who's right behind me. Um, why, then, do I feel so uncomfortable recommending this game to anyone in earnest? Why am I so unsurprised when no one I mentioned this game has ever heard of it? Why did I play 150-plus hours of this game? The thing I have neglected to mention until this point is that the original Kingdoms of Amalur was, release was a massive commercial flop. In addition to being a financial disaster... Uh, for not just the developer and publishers, but also the state of Rhode Island, which had lured, uh, Schilling's 38 studios to leave Massachusetts and establish its offices there instead. Could this be an episode? Kingdoms of Amler re-reckoning the state of AAA video game bloat today? Oh, absolutely. Should you go for it? I don't know. Re-Reckoning as a holistic product is a badly aged hodgepodge of 360 PS3 era design values, poorly integrated mechanics, bland dungeon design, repetitive enemy types, and a boring slog of a main questline that ends in a disappointing nothing to facilitate the open-endedness. Although Re-Reckoning amends this by adding a post-game questline about your in-game girlfriend, so at least that's something. I can hardly describe to you four noble hosts what it is about this craftastic game that allures and enchants me so much. It's built around a neat open-ended leveling mechanic that facilitates you playing the playstyle that brings you the most joy. And like I stated before, the world of this game is so fun to explore, and I like how small points of interest throughout the world introduce you to the game's lore in form of interesting audio <laughs> tellings of local gossip. Stories of brave knights, folk tales, history lessons, and deeply personal monologues. It's like getting a good podcast as a reward for finding a MacGuffin. I don't want to burden Nick and Alex with this game, and I would feel terrible about subjecting cameras to it. I don't know if this should be an episode, and frankly, I leave it to you four to decide. As for me, I go one more into the breach. All right, uh, good. We won't do it. On this game. I think we should do it. Uh, fact, games no. being questline on hard difficulty. When I'm finished, I'll have gotten the platinum trophy and 100% completion rate on achievements. May God have mercy on my soul. Until I find time and reason to write again, I will remain. Friend and occasional foe of the show, Noah. Thank you, Noah, for writing it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. We will do yeah, it. Yeah, we're
0: gonna do it. When we get we're gonna get to it when we get Ugh. to it. Come on. You, no like one's TV asking you to play dirt. the full hundred fifty uh hours. And we played the fucking Burger King games for the show. There's no way that Kurt Schilling made a worse game than that. Uh, you what? Come on. Mm, come on. You what, you think it's worse than Big Bumpkin? You worse well, than big I said it again. I it's been how many years has it been since we did that? Uh, big big big... Bumpkin. <laughs> why do I wanna say Big Bumpkin? It's Big Bumpin okay. and Sneak King it cannot be worse yeah. than this. It's not going to be worse than this.
2: I do think I I do think we might need to establish if your email to us is longer than the amount of characters in a tweet, we won't read it.
0: <laughs> 160 characters or less.
1: <laughs> Can I, yeah. I, I okay, so all that that entire paragraph that was one paragraph that there I no I should have done it without taking there are a no breath. line breaks. Yeah.
0: But thank you. I don't want you to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if I drank a, uh, as many water, cups of water, as there were words in that email or something like yeah. that? Yeah. If you drank as much water as Chris <laughs> Pratt, you wouldn't have made it through that. I wouldn't have made it through this episode. But thank you for making yeah. it through this episode, listeners. And we will see you next time with the Halloween festivities begin. Bye, everyone. Who's to, Who's to say? say?
3: Bye-bye. Follow me to Across the shining sea, waiting beyond the world that we have known, beyond the world that dream could be, and the. Joy-